0: Welcome to the top-rated and award-nominated Grad School femtoring Podcast, the place for first-gen BIPOCs to learn about all things grad school, personal development, and sustainable productivity. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez Vu, and I will be serving as your FEMTOR, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to successfully navigate grad school and beyond. For over 13 years, I've been empowering first-gen students of color along their academic and professional journeys, and I'm really excited to support you, too. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Yvette. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about what you need to do if you happen to have a tight grad school deadline. I'm bringing this up because I just had two consultations with non-traditional grad school applicants. In both cases, these were women of color who are mom of multiple children who have decided to go back to school at a later age and who somehow found themselves discovering the perfect graduate program for them. But the deadline is coming up in two to three weeks. What do you do if that happens? Now, this is not the first time that this situation has come up for, not for me, but like uh, among people that reach out to me. This is actually quite common. A lot of times folks you know, are debating whether or not to go to grad school. They've taken some time away from their studies for many, many reasons. And then somehow the perfect program falls on their lap and it feels like the stars have aligned and this is the right time for them to apply and when this happens i will ask them to consider the following one is do you absolutely have to apply this year or can you hold off and apply next year why do i say this i'm not trying to discourage the person but um I ask this, especially after I've asked a couple of other questions. So I've asked, have you um, looked into the investment of how much is going to cost you to complete this program, especially when they're master's degree programs? And, and these consultations I recently had, both of them were master's degree programs, so I say, okay, what is the cost of attendance? How much debt might you expect to incur? Is the investment worth it? Like, are you going to get a return on your investment in terms of the opportunities that you're going to get from this program? If you're not sure, talk to alumni from the program. How do you find alumni? You One of the easiest ways is by looking people up on LinkedIn. If you don't have a LinkedIn account, and I know a lot of people Don't, Um, especially folks who maybe are not accustomed to using social media. They might not have a LinkedIn account, but I, I strongly encourage you to create one, set one up and start to look people up, reach out to these folks who you know are alumni in the program, ask them what their experience was, did it make a substantial difference in their career path, and take a look at the trends of the alumni and what type of careers they have. Are they in the line of work that you want to be in? So that's the first thing, talk to alumni. And then, of course, I'm going to say, have you had a chance to talk to the faculty in the program? Have you had a chance to talk to the grad students in the program? I know this is a lot of work, but also, if you are going to invest your time and energy and perhaps a lot of money, wouldn't it be worth it for you to do a little bit of extra research and digging to find information That is critical for you to apply and to be confident in your decision to apply. Because if you're going to be, especially folks who are trying to hire me, I'm like, you're investing your money to hire a coach to help you strengthen your application materials. I want to make sure that the programs on your list are actually uh, the right programs for you, are actually worth your time. And this is even more important in the case where Folks are only applying to one to two programs. They're like, oh, this is the perfect program for me, or this is the only program near me, or I'm unable to move and I don't want to do an online program. This does happen. Sometimes folks intentionally make the decision to put all their eggs in one basket, and they say, if I don't get in this time around, I'll reapply next year, but I only want to do this program. So if you're only going to apply to one program or two programs, or even any number that's less than... Five, I would say you want to really make sure that you that those programs are worth your time. That's still true if you have a longer list. If your list, you know, it's sometimes lists are like 10, 12 programs long, you still want to do your research at least for your top programs. But if you only have one or two programs, you definitely want to, like I said, talk to the alumni, talk to the faculty, talk to the grad students, find out if it's worth your time to complete this program because sometimes folks tell me because okay so i ask them about can you wait until next year to apply because two to three weeks is not enough time to get all that information if you haven't already done that research if you tell me hey it's You know, I just found out about the deadline, but also I personally know someone who completed that program, or I personally know the grad students because I was in proximity to them or like whatever the reason is, you've already been able to do your research and get the information. Great. Okay. What are the next steps? If you're definitely applying this year, the next steps are take a look at my checklist. Um, uh, You can find my checklist of all the materials that you need to apply to grad school. In my book is Grad School for Me, Demystifying the Application Process for First-Gen BIPOC students. I also provide a checklist in the free workbook that you get for pre-ordering the book. So if you want that list now, you can go ahead and pre-order my book, go to my website, add your order details, you get that checklist. But take a look at that checklist and see, okay, what are the key things that I need to do? I need to order my transcripts. I need to submit my my GRE scores, if you need to submit your scores, Um, do you need to apply for a fee waiver? If you don't have to worry about the GRE, which is becoming more common, it's more common for programs to make it optional or not require it. So let's say you don't worry about the GRE. Let's say you're not applying for a fee waiver. You are just worrying about submitting your transcripts. Order your transcripts. Then the second thing you want to do is ask for letters of rec because if you don't have your letters of rec, you can't apply. So there's no point in even bothering to draft your materials if you don't have your recommenders. And here's what happens a lot. People say, oh, I don't want to ask for a letter of rec because I don't have my materials yet. No, you ask for a letter of rec first, then you tell them I will have the materials ready to send to you by X date, which is a date after you've already asked them. And then you work on your materials and send them a draft and you tell them it's a draft it's not the final draft it is a first draft and um, if they want to give you feedback they can if they don't want to that's okay but the point is you want to get them to say yes before you even finish drafting your materials so yeah send your transcripts ask for letters of rec work on your application essays work on your CV or resume take a look at what else is needed and going to have to work really, really hard uh, those next two to three weeks to get everything in on time. But it is technically doable. I'm not a fan of rushing through this process. In fact, most of my clients will go through this process across a span of three months before their first deadline. And some people start even earlier than that. Some people have December deadlines, and they're already thinking and working on their materials in July and August. So if you are someone who doesn't work well under pressure, or even if you're someone like me, I cannot just work really hard for two weeks straight without expecting some sort of flare-up. I will make myself sick if I work too hard, if I work 12-hour days or more or anything intensive. That's just, my body is different and that's okay. So I know that for me, if I found a perfect program, the deadline was in two weeks. It just, I would give myself the year. Or if it's a rolling deadline, which comes up for master's programs, I would give myself the extra time so that I can uh, confidently work on my materials and get them to a point where I'm proud to submit them. I wouldn't wanna rush through them, send something I'm not 100% convinced and proud of, uh, because then even if I got in, I would be questioning the whole process. Like, Did I actually cross my T's and dot my I's? So, okay, let's say this is you, Long story short, I want to cut to the chase. I want to keep this episode short. You just found out about a perfect program. You've got two to three weeks. Ask yourself Do you have enough information to confidently apply and know that this program is worth your time? If yes, do you have the time, energy, capacity to get all this work done, go through the Grasco application checklist, and do it in this short span of time? If yes, then Good luck. I you know, hope everything works in your favor. Um it's definitely possible. If you said no to any one of those two things, I encourage you to give yourself more time. Either apply at a later time on a rolling basis or apply next year if again there's no strong sense of urgency. If you feel like there's not going to be a substantial difference if you do it this year versus next year, then why not give yourself some breathing room? so that you can work on the application and make sure it's as strong of an application as possible before you submit it. That's it for today's episode. I hope you found it helpful and I will catch you all next time. Hola, hola. I have a quick update for my podcast listeners. I wanted to let you know that the doors are now open for my grad school femtoring Academy an eight-week group coaching program for first-gen BIPOCs who want to learn the foundations of personal development and sustainable productivity. This program is for folks who want to learn how to articulate their core values, identify their strengths and areas of growth, who want to set and achieve short and long-term goals, who want to learn skills and tools and strategies, for not just productivity time and project management but also around wellness self-care if you want to learn about the growth mindset if you want to learn about self-awareness if you want to work on your personal and professional development this program is for you there's eight weeks and every week we cover a different topic and a different module related to that Uh, in addition to having Weekly workshops. you're also going to get over a dozen instant bonuses. This is exercises, worksheets, a journal, tutorials. You name it. If there's a resource that doesn't exist related to the topics that we cover in the program, let me know I will create it for you. So check it out. If you want to learn more, go to gradschoolfemturing.com/academy or go to the link in my show notes to get more info. But don't wait too long because the deadline to enroll is January 17th. And I'm also limiting it to 10 spots so that it can be a small, tight-knit, and intimate group. So if you're ready to work on your personal development, your personal growth, and improve your productivity this year, sign up today. Thanks so much for joining me in the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. If you like what you heard, here are four ways you can support the show. The first is to make sure you're subscribed and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The second way is to get your copy of my free Grad School Femme Touring resource kit, which includes essential information to prepare for and navigate grad school. You can access it at the link in today's show notes. The third way to support my show is to follow me on social media. You can find me on Instagram with the handle at gradschoolfemtouring and on LinkedIn by searching my name. The last way to show your love is to sign up to work with me via my Grad School FemTouring Academy, my group coaching program for first gen BIPOCs seeking to work on their personal growth and gain sustainable productivity skills. You can learn more at gradschoolfemtouring.com/slash academy. Thanks again for listening and until next time.